Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son Sammy after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things and I just felt the Lord say, hey, It's time to go deep, not wide with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real, because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations y'all and it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundations of biblical faith they offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model I mean it's just really really cool and it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary so here's what I want you to do if you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary I want you to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email, ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, what's up, fam? It's Tony Collier. Oh, my gosh. Season three of the Still Coloring Podcast has been so great already. We've been talking about this idea of becoming more whole, and I'm so excited about this interview. It's Lisa Whittle. It's my girl. We know her. We love her. We've done a little bit of life with her, and I love when I get the chance to have interviews with people I know because there's no fluff. We just go real deep, real fast, and it's awesome. We, we talk about her brand new book, God Knows. The whole idea of this book is to process when your worries and your whys need more than temporary relief. And for many of you that are looking for healing and hope and true wholeness, you need to know that it's not about things that we can accomplish super quick, but the things that need deep, long suffering, healing, and that requires more than temporary relief. And so in this conversation, we talk about that. We talk about the God who knows and sees not only your past, and he hasn't changed his opinion about you because of all the ratchet things that you've done, but he also knows your future. I mean, think about this, an omniscient God who knows what's coming. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of God I want to have on my team, baby. Someone who's like, I know what's coming. Let me use the Holy Spirit to tell you, to brace you, to shape you, to mold you, and get you prepared for your future. Listen, this is one of those episodes you want to take notes for, or maybe you just want to sit and close your eyes and listen to me and Lisa speak life over you and affirm that there is a God in heaven who knows everything. Check it out. 
Lisa Whittle is on the show. That's how we're starting it right there. Um. Your energy gives me energy. Yes and amen. Lisa Whittle is on the show. Here's why this is important for the people listening right now. Because Lisa is my real life friend. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment that I was sitting on the couch in my home. I think it was a Friday night, potentially. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lisa Whittle's in town. My husband perks up and he's like, she's in Atlanta? I said, yeah, she's in Atlanta. She's in town. She's doing a conference or something. And let me tell you how my husband says she need to come and preach at our church this Sunday. And Lisa <laughs> Whittle extended her trip to come and preach at our church and brought the flipping house down. And that's my kind of people right there. Lisa Whittle, mm-hmm. who says, I, yeah, was, I got a word. I was honored. <laughs> the people still talk about you. You know what my church say? Remember that when we had that white lady came? <laughs> we loved her man oh she got some soul in her i said okay you, lisa whittle is who you're talking about i can think of no higher compliment and <laughs> by the way when when you and sam asked uh one you're my friends and you know if you know anything about me you know the fact that i'm not that good uh, on the regular like <laughs> in the as a friend i'm kind of okay i'm mediocre during normal life but you need me in a crisis no, I'm your through. person. Like, You're call me. Woman. Your house burning down? Call me. <laughs> your house burning down? You need I a need preacher? You. Call me, right? But that, so that's, I'm that kind of friend anyway. I love that. But also, I just genuinely like the two of you. So that's already check, check, check. And then to preach? You want me to preach? Yeah, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Story church? No-brainer. I'm there. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I love it. Well, we are forever indebted to you for that moment, and we're grateful for mm. it. And I love that you're a person that comes through in crisis, okay? Because the truth is, Lisa... That is what a lot of our listeners are coming in here for. They're listening right now because they're in crisis and they need help. And I polled my audience and I was like, okay, what what should we talk about? Like, what do y'all think? And they're like, we just want to become better humans. And Mm. I'm like, oh, well, shoot. All right, let's go deep because go deep or go home is what I always like to say. And so this season is all around becoming more whole. And I wrestled with the title, Lisa, because... I was like, well, it should just be like becoming whole. Like that sounds more like aesthetically branded, you know, but Mm. the truth is we're not whole until we meet our maker. And so this season's theme is becoming more whole. And I wanted you on this show for so many reasons. I mean, Lisa, first of all, you've written nine books. I don't know how that's possible. I've written one and it it ejected my soul from my body. Okay. (laughs) Um, But it's because you got something to say. You have words, you have holy words, and you've got this new book um, that's out in these streets called God Knows. I actually have it. I'm just going to hold it up because I'm not ashamed Mm -hmm. of a shameless plug at all. Um, And I've processed a little bit through the book and I'm so excited about it because I think one of the things that our listeners are struggling with is that they think that God doesn't know and that if he did know, he'd be ashamed and upset Mm. and they would be rejected. And in this book, oh, I have the chills. I want to cry. Am I okay? Okay. I need to get on with myself. I'm with you. I think it's because knowing that God knows all of our crevices, all of our secrets, like you talk about in the book, it doesn't make him scarier. It makes him closer for me at least. Yes. And so the first thing that I want to just, heck, we're just going to dive into this thing. We ain't about to play around with no bios and stuff right now. We're going to dive right on in. Good. I want you to talk about the person that's scared if God really knew. What, mm. What's this book for? What is it saying to that person that's so afraid that if God really knew what I went through, um, that would help them? Oh, man. 
You know, Tony, I think that's a place that a lot of us either we are, or we've at least been there because we struggle with our own sins so much. Mm. We struggle with our own secrets so much, and we've been shamed for it. We've lived a large portion of our life in guilt. We've parented out of guilt. We've had, we've gotten into relationships out of guilt. Mm -hmm. We've developed eating disorders out of guilt. I mean, I don't care what the case may be. It's, it's been guilt driven in so many cases. And we, if we haven't wanted to come to God, Mm -hmm. so we've gone to something else because we've thought, well, this will make me feel better at least. Mm. A lot of it has been junk theology. We, we've had the wrong idea about God. Yeah. Maybe we've been preached something. Yep. It's it's not that I'm, I'm not blaming the church. I think sometimes just our own uh, shame or, or um, uh, wrestling has mm. caused us to pull away from somebody who is the safe place. Mm. And so that's where we've gone with it. We look yeah. at God as... I don't know, a principal walking the halls, like, yeah, let me just catch you doing something. Yeah. We also look at him like Santa Claus, like (laughs) if I do something good, you're going to reward me. So we have this whole mixed up system of God, right? Yeah. So it's no wonder that we go our whole life and we think, I don't want God to know about this. Listen, this is nothing new. This started in the garden, right? You got Adam and Eve, they're hiding from their sin because they, Mm -hmm. they don't want God to know. The thing is, God knowing is an attribute of who he is. It's not something that he does. So it's not like he's peeking over your shoulder. It's who he is. So he has this intimate knowledge of things past, present, and future of your life. And what I want the person listening to understand is that is the most precious thing in your life. Because what that means for you is despite the secrets that you hold. And Mm. let me tell you something. You can say, well, my husband knows everything. Well, my best friend, she knows everything. No, Mm. she doesn't. She doesn't know everything. No, she don't. There there is one thing. There is something. There is a little thing Mm. that only God knows about. And there is only one person that you can go through your life knowing, well, he knows everything. And he has not changed his opinion of me and he loves me just the same. And there's nobody else you can say that about. And that will be true for the rest of your life. Okay. I want to dive into that last part real quick, because I do think we, we think that our friends, our spouses, our parents, like that their opinions don't change a little bit when, when we share something crazy. I mean, I remember when I disclosed some stuff to my parents, I was like, y'all know, I used to steal the car. Now, I did get caught one time, but they didn't know how frequent it was. And I could just see my dad's, like, soul crush a little bit, like, dang it, this is who I was raising, you know? And it's not yeah. that he, I mean, he loves me, right, unconditionally. But I want to lean into that. Like, we're human. If your yes. friend tells you that they didn't did a little something, you don't, you still love them. But you're like, oh, yes. girl, I didn't know it had gotten that bad. Jesus. Yes. Um, but God is unwavering in that. And I and I love the way that you put it because it's saying, first of all, you think you're hiding Adam and Eve, but he knows what y'all didn't did. He already knows. Yeah. You think you have right. to put all of this armor on, this like boundary between you and God so that he doesn't know the truth and he knows it and he's unwavering in the way he feels about you. That's mm. going to set somebody free today, Lisa. I just want to yeah. say that for the people. Okay. I'm going to turn to my favorite part of your book. All right. It's 108. I I, I memorized it. I'm ready. 
And because this is what I did. I went to the chapters. I saw the chapters and I was like, I want to talk about that chapter. God knows your limits. Because again, for me in this wait, season. Wait, oh, before no. you say anything else, what? I'm just so excited that you just said that what? because it's, it's interesting. Cause I've, I'm, I'm just doing a few interviews with this book. I'm not doing a lot, yeah. but there's been nobody oh. that has talked about this chapter yet. And Come here's on. the interesting thing about it. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite chapters in the entire book. It matters so much to me. Yep. And the fact that you love it and you're going there. I'm so excited. Well, Go ahead. But let, me, but let me tell you why. Because the people that listen to the Still Coloring Podcast are like me. They're people that's like, no, I'm. we passed the fluff, baby. We didn't have too much happen already. We've had too much happen. Like, we got to go deep or go home. This is the theme of the yeah. podcast. Okay. So in this chapter, so I think it's chapter five, if I'm not mistaken. God knows your limits. Th these are the four things that you listed. And I just love it. Life's limitations are a result of these four things. How other people limit us how we limit ourselves, how we are limited by circumstances or a combination of all them suckers or just some of them. This is why I love the chapter so much. I don't think we can become more whole without looking at our limitations, without taking mm. a deep dive into that. So we're going to start here today. All right. How do we limit ourselves, Lisa? Well, we limit ourselves by what we have been taught mm. and what we've learned and what we've gathered from other people. So mm. here, here's what I'm, here's what I want people to understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm a realist, I'm a pragmatist, and I come at this very honest. So I'm a perfect candidate to be on this show because you're the same way. Yep. I don't want us to lie to ourselves and say that we haven't been limited by other people. I yeah. think that's really important. Yep. I cannot stand it when people say, well, you know, nobody limits me. No, let me tell you something. No, no, no. Sometimes you are limited by other people. Mm. I have not been invited into spaces. I have not had the door opened for me sometimes Ooh. that someone had the keys to. Mm -mm. You know what I'm talking about full I do. well. I do. <laughs> and I think that it is important to say that mm. in that there is still choice and option, which I also think is important. Mm. And I talk a lot about this in the, in the book, but I think what happens sometimes, Tony, is we don't want to admit that we also then limit ourselves by either what we believe about what other people say, yep. by what, what we ourselves uh, believe about ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, also the way we behave, let me just go on and, uh -oh. and be honest about that as oh, well. I mean, snap. you know, one of the things that the Lord dealt with me about was how I had limited myself mm. by my own feelings of entitlement. You want to talk about something that is oh, real ugly? Uh-uh. Yeah, that, that's one of them. And so that that's a way that, that I have limited myself yeah. in my life. And that's something that I talk about in the book. And so I think... Mm. It is. Let's just be honest all the way around. Yeah. If we're going to be almost honest about the places that people have limited us, let's also talk about the ways that we have limited ourselves. How I lay this out in this section, how we limited our how we limit ourselves, is I give sort of the progression mm. of what happens. We have a spirit of entitlement. It leads to jealousy. It results in people distrusting us, and then that leads to our own limited op opportunity. Mm. So I had to be honest with that own progression in my life, which I talk about. But also, the spirit of insecurity leads to neediness, results to people being drawn to those who are more confident, and that's limited opportunity. Wait, 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 wait. So, I'm so sorry. I'm those so sorry. are the things. But Lisa, yeah. 
we got to talk about insecurity just for a second. You, you you tried to breeze by that. Can you read that line one more time? <laughs> Can you just, you tried to breeze, but somebody needs to get some freedom from insecurity. Can you just say that yeah. one more time? Yeah. And I want people to think about this. Don't think about it as a formula. Think about it in your own life. Okay. You have okay. a spirit of insecurity. Mm. That leads to a neediness. So you become needy with other people because of your spirit of insecurity. And that results to people sort of pulling away from you in many cases. They're being drawn to someone who have more confidence. And then that leads to limited opportunity. And so we have to be honest about that, and Tony, and look at ourselves Man. and say, where have I put upon other people mm. my own spirit of insecurity Goodness. that has actually pushed them away? So I can blame other people and say, well, they just didn't invite me in. Well, this was a, this was an opportunity I never got. Did you have a spirit of insecurity that oh might have might have led to some of that? So those are ways we have to be honest about that. I just, you know what it is. I have like what's called like past conviction. Okay. Cause I used to be super insecure. And a lot of times, like confident people like me really have like this under the crunchy skin, soft, fleshy insecurity that's really just of feeding course. that like bigness. And now, praise the Lord, I come from a place of wholeness, but I battled with it for a long time. I even, I mean, I took a whole course on it, on insecurity, on chronic insecurity and what that looks like. And I, I feel like there are people that want to reach being whole, being everything that God's called them to. I get people ask me all the time, how are you so confident? How are you so confident? And I'm like, it's because I actually don't care what anyone thinks but God. And it that's mm. not like a mean, condescending type thing. It No, because if I care what God cares about, I'm going to exude his presence. I'm going to exude his patience, his kindness, his, his self-control if I only focus in on what he cares about. And... But that took me a while, but I think that insecurity unlocks a whole bunch of things. Yes, opportunities. Yes, getting invited into rooms where people are like, all right, you're secure. You don't need anything from me. Sure. But also, I think it it gives us wholeness and, and rest, don't you think? Like, rest in God? Oh, yeah. Yes. You think that? And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up because, you know, I, I think this is one of the things that was so crucial for me to point out. Mm. And, you know, even if you think about online interactions, which is where so many mm. of us live, we, we are constantly battling this, this rub, right. Yep. Of how honest should I be online and all of those kinds of things. Yep. And many times we say, we, we do go to the other extreme. We say, yeah. Well, I want to at least exude confidence. We mm. don't have it. We're insecure. Yep. We want to exude confidence. So we put on exactly what you're talking about. One of the things that a limiting spirit can look like is, mm. you know, not only holding back from our gifts, yeah. but becoming inappropriately transparent online mm. in the name oh of honesty, <laughs> because we're like, oh, let me, let me just go ahead and be so confident. So everybody can see that I'm confident. And in actuality, no. people can see right through that you're leaking. and they can say, they, they're like, I, I think that actually looks like a little bit of grasping from a 90, you know, 90 foot view here. But it, the point yes. is, you've got to look at your life and say, where am I limiting myself? Yeah. None of us are to live limited. I don't want a single one of us to live in that space. Mm. And so while we look at others and we say, where have people limited me? And yep. we discuss that full well in the book because that yep. that is real. Yeah. But also, where have I limited myself? My own self. Listen, God knows your limits. You are, by the way, not created to live unlimited. 
limit can be leverage. It's not always a liability. And that's very, very important. That's a lot of L words, but let me tell you something. I unpack it all in the chapter because Tony, it's crucial. Uh, You have to understand that it can be leveraged for the kingdom of God, mm. but not unless we get real. That's got to come first. Hey fam, let me just remind you that my mission through this podcast is to help people find healing from brokenness. So I'm all about pointing you to resources that can help you take those steps. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about a 40-day devotional from Brittany Dixon called Thriving in the Thorns. Ooh, what a title, right? Thriving in the Thorns, Restoring Hope and Faith for women. As Jesus journeyed in the wilderness for 40 days, thriving in thorns will help you to journey through your own personal wilderness. Each day of the devotional utilizes like an inductive study of scripture, a perspective of hope and a reflective question for you to journal. In John 10, 10, Jesus says that he has come so that we may have life and have it in abundance, not a little bit, not a percentage, abundance. He came to save and restore humanity. Okay. What a beautiful grace-filled invitation we have because of Jesus. We are never without hope, no matter what wilderness we walk through. So learn more about the study, go on your own 40 day journey, visit courageousradiance.com slash thriving in the thorns. Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this. I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think, like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that? for our family is that our daughter Dylan is officially in the third grade. She's eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places and Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor. I I have someone else in my life outside of you, mom, who's telling me that Christ is amazing and that I'm amazing and that he loves me very, very much. And I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. So all you got to do is just go to pinecove.com. You can use my special code. It's Tony250, T-O-N-I-250 for two hundred and fifty dollars off for first time overnight youth camp registration for any of pine cove camp locations i hope maybe i don't know that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp yeah so i had jackie hill perry on the first season of the podcast and she talked about this idea of fake peace that when we start to turn inward Mm. for our to ourselves And we push God to the side and we say, okay, yeah, God knows, but he doesn't know all of me. He doesn't know what I'm going through. He's, I can't see him. I can't feel him. We turn inward to self. And then we find ourselves thinking that we have peace, but really we have fake peace. All right. There's, I went through all your stuff for this book because I love it so much. But on the site for the book, alisawittle.com, shameless plug, um, in all capital letters, 
okay, you say this, no to more self-help. We need more help than that. And baby, this may be controversy, but I don't care. Okay, this is my podcast. I have the mic. But yes, I, you know, I dwell in the mental health space. I dwell in the emotional self-help. Like you've got to have balance. I'm like, I feel you. Okay, take care of your bodies. It's a temple. But we have to have more than that. There has to be more than us being our own litmus test, our own thermometer for what we need ourselves. What did you mean when you put this in all caps that no to more self-help? We need more help than that. What did you mean by that? I love you brought this up because here's the <laughs> I thing. I have a psychology background. Okay. If you read my last book, The Hard Good, there is so much in there that yeah. helps us inwardly. In fact, one of my greatest joys is that many, many counselors have that on their bookshelf and they're yeah. they're recommending it to their patients. Yes, God. So if I am a huge Same. lover of Same. counseling and all of those things. Here's the reality though. Mm -hmm. Every bit of help that we seek for ourselves mm -hmm. has a, an expiration date to it. Ooh. There is a, a limit to it. You know, in the book, I talk about things like that's good. Dreaming is self-care. I believe in self-care. Yes. I believe because here's the thing. God created us body, mind, and spirit. We're supposed mm. to take care of these selves that God has created. So, so there's good. this is not an either or. This yeah. is a both and. But when it comes to help, what we need is lasting relief, not mm. these fixes that we try to get. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm. We reach for this self-help stuff that temporarily helps us. And I'm not talking mm. about counseling because I think that counseling can have some real longevity to it. Oh yes. If you have the right kind of counseling, I'm talking about self-help yep. that is quick, that is a fix. Yep. You know, I, I talk about in chapter one, something that is so crucial to me, Tony, and that is this idea of what you know to be true about life versus what you know to be true about God. Mm. And what happens is in your life at some point those two things are going to come into conflict and oh. you're going to have to have this experience with God that is primary that is more profound oh. that is your greater draw of experience or what's going to happen is you're going to say what I know to be true about life is what I make all my decisions based upon. Yeah. And it is the way that I know I feel about my life. But if what mm. you know to be true about God is greater and bigger, yeah. then that will be the most profound thing. And what happens is so many times in our life, what we know to be true about life mm. mimics and our quick fixes mimics this faux truth about God. So oh we can have things that mimic the fullness of God. Yeah. We can, we can have quick highs and quick, quick hits. Yeah. And listen, I've lived my life too, Tony. Don't, don't get me wrong. I had my Ooh, moments. I had yeah. my days where I reached for quick highs. I've yeah. lived that. I've quite so literally reached yes. and rolled up quick highs. Okay. That's, I hear you okay. loud and clear. <laughs> okay. So I, I know what that fullness can feel like yeah. in a moment. Yeah. But that fullness quickly fades yeah, and it is very temporary. And so what mm. I'm saying is we don't need temporary relief anymore. No. That is a crash and burn. That is uh, something that takes us back. Yeah. We need something that lasts. And I'm telling you, the only thing that lasts is the relief of God. And that's good. Not only knowing 
that we have God, but knowing that God is bigger and knows and has this whole system of order, not only on a micro sense, our our world, but on a macro sense, Mm. the world, because listen, if I didn't think God knew and God had it, I I probably would be, um, be I would be a crazy person at this point because (laughs) there are so many wrongs that I've wanted to make right. And I've tried, there have been so many things that I have not been able to stand the injustice of Mm. there are that I cannot sleep. I started this whole book because I was having night terrors. I mean, if God doesn't know, then we have no reason to hope. But if he does, then we have every reason to rest. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you you said something that like um, brought up this quote. You said God knows. So on the site, it says God knows the book details the behind the scenes picture we are missing what his great knowing entails and how his omniscience provides daily perspective to bring the healing and peace we are all desperate to find. Yes, we are desperate for healing. Yes, we are desperate for peace here. Talk to us a little bit about how his omniscience provides comfort to that, comfort to healing, comfort to peace, real peace. Hmm. Because his omniscience is something that is a part of who he is, the character of the person that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have quite literally said, I'm giving you my life. Yeah. I'm giving you my life. You're in charge of it. Yeah. And the person that you've given your life to that is in charge of your life knows everything about your life. Mm. They know this person, they, him, knows everything about not only where you've been, Tony, but where you're going. Nobody knows. Nobody knows the future of Tony Collier. Nobody knows the future of that person listening. You Mm. can try to predict, but prediction is just another form of control. Remember, you can seek other methods. You can have the wisest counselors tell you, if you don't clean this up, this is where you might be in five years. But nobody actually knows your future when you will draw your last breath, except for God. And because of that, do you not believe Mm. that your daily steps then are ordered? That means that whatever you do Mm. in your life, Mm -hmm. whether you marry, whether you don't, whether you have children, whatever your children do, what you do for a career, what you do outside of a career as you're driving every second, God knows it. Wow. And because of that. Whatever happens in this crazy world that is, by the way, out of your control Mm. or whatever your spouse does that you didn't give permission to, they made a choice for you or your family member or what, because you can't control anybody else. (laughs) Whatever, anything happens around you, you know, God knows about me and he knows about this. And because Mm. of that, because he knows the end date, the end moment I have a place that I can trust Mm. with every ordered step until then. And so I have a, I have, I can have a piece about that. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Tony, my entire life, I have been a wrestler. I have been a struggler. I have been a questioner. I am the runaway bride when it comes to my (laughs) spiritual life and every other matters of life. I promise you that. Yeah. But Since God Mm. has really worked in me, and I've been studying the omniscience of God for five years, I can tell you that it has settled my spirit in a way that I've never been settled before. 
for my entire life. Now, am I still wild buck? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. But I have changed. You've changed. I don't worry the same anymore. I don't. Ooh, I don't worry. Let me just listen. If you're watching this, because this be up on YouTube, there was a moment when you started talking about this that I started tearing up. If you're listening, you didn't get to see my mascara almost come off today. But let me just tell you, there is a piece in that. Like, I just I want the listener to hold on to this moment, because for those of you that that like it's like, what the heck is omniscience? Like, it is the fact that God is in and between every crevice. <laughs> he knows the beginning, the end, the middle, all of it. It's just his it's one of his characteristics, along with so many others. I just want someone listening to hold on to this moment, listening or watching, because that is actually real peace. I mean, as soon as you started talking about it, Lisa, my body kind of fell down because that's true. Like the fact that no one else knows what tomorrow holds but God. And if I'm tethered to him closely, I know that I may not see it like him, but I am in partnership with him for it. That does give me really like a lot of peace for my own self. Well, that's the thing that we struggle with. The part we struggle with, and I addressed this in the very beginning of the book because I'm no different from anybody else. The yeah. thing we struggle with, Tony, mm. is what we see. Yeah, It's what I call the, I preached this at your church, actually, the mm -hmm. obstacle of the optical. Yeah. It's what we see. It's what we, we assess. Mm. And so while we know like God knows it becomes, that becomes a phrase in our everyday life. It's yep. just like, I see this. And so this mm -hmm. is what I assume, but you have either given your life to the God who knows everything, which what that means for you is you're not managing your life then. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're a human. You've got to pay the bills. You got to go through life. There's a practicality to yeah. your life. I get it. We all have it. But you've either given your life to this God who knows everything or you haven't. Period. I mean, I just get really simplistic and bottom line about this stuff. Yeah. If you've given your life to the God who knows everything, then what you're actually saying is yeah. I'm, I can't manage this. Mm. I actually don't know what to do, I don't. but you do. Yeah. And because you do, I'm going to trust mm. that you tell me in the, in your word, this is the way walk in it. You're yeah. going to help me with that. Now, my job is to stay close to the Holy spirit. So I actually know what, what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. But you're going to direct me. Yeah. You're going to help me. If if this if this isn't working, you're going to lead me a different way. Yeah. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. And no mm. matter what happens, and I always say this, in the interim or the end, yeah. I'm going to be okay. Because ultimately, my destination is eternity. Yeah. And so here's the thing. In this, we're, we're afraid of pain. Yeah. We don't want to go through anything hard. And yet the reality is our life is mm. about the transformation yeah. and the process that actually makes us stronger, Tony. Mm. So we can push all of that away, but that's what actually makes us stronger so mm. that when this crazy world gets crazier, yeah, we don't become more insecure. We actually become stronger. Most of us want to be stronger yeah. human beings, we want to be but more we whole. just- yeah. We want to grow, yeah. but we also think that the way to grow is just to sit back and let growth come to us. Yeah, we're not plants, fam. Okay, just doesn't happen. Right, that doesn't happen. We are not and plants. I do, 
Right. And I do, I just want to say this one thing for anybody who feels like, okay, the om omniscience feels hefty and all these things. Yeah. I give definitions in my book because I wanted to break down what does omniscience really mean? What yep. does sovereignty really mean? Yep. What do attributes really mean? Because it's important to understand this yeah. is not, these are not huge concepts. These are concepts that we won't fully understand because mm. we will never understand the mind of God. Yeah. But omniscience just means God knows everything about you, past, present, and future. That's the it. end. That's at the end. You know, I think about my um, my daughter who actually thinks I'm a psychic, which I am not. OK, but it's because <laughs> I've experienced so much life. I mean, years and years and years, decades more than her. And it, there's always that moment when I'm like she goes, jumps in the pools or something like that. And I'm like, OK, but we need to wash your hair tonight. OK, because them curls going to be looking crazy tomorrow. It's going to be dry. It's going to be tangled. You're going to be mad when I have to comb out these chlorine filled curls you got. And she's like, oh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to wash my hair and I just want to go to bed. I'm like, okay, sis. The next day I'm like detangling her hair and she's like, it hurts so bad. Like, how did you know it was going to hurt so bad? And I'm like, I've been down this road. And I think for the person mm -hmm. here is like, okay, this is all so big and weighty. I mean, it is like our parents, right? For those of you that may have not had kids, I mean, maybe that's not your story, but your parents knew about your ratchetness, okay? They knew when you came in smelling yourself, feeling yourself that you didn't did something crazy because they've lived more life. And I just don't know about you, but I'm at the point in my life right now, Lisa, like, I, I want to be led, okay? There was a moment in my life where it's like, I'm the leader. I know everything. I'm a boss out here. Now I'm like, show me the way, okay? Give me a roadmap. All right, because I'm not trying to waste no time out here. I don't want to be sweating my edges out and sweating under my pits. I, I need the soft life. And I just, I want the listener to know this is why we're saying get these books, get these resources. This is why I have people like you, Lisa, on the show, because it's like, if you've been wrestling with becoming more whole, if you've been wrestling with your insecurity, if you've been wrestling with shame and guilt because what because of what God knows that's in your story, like get this resource, get your life together. Stop making it so difficult for yourself and submit to the God who knows is all we you are, trying you, to say. That's so good. You know? Oh, snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to GoRings.com and use my code Tony, T-O-N-I, to buy two items. And guess what? Oh, this is going to get real good. You get one free. That's right. Buy two items, get one free. On the website, you can also learn more about GoRings' partnership program. If you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about, GoRings would love to partner with you. And they even offer one-month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do. That could be a mission trip or an adoption, an unpaid internship or just to support like your favorite ministry. Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you go to GoRings.com. I know you'll love it. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen, 
When life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven session study called Desperate for Hope. Questions we ask God in suffering, loss and longing. It's written by my girl, Vanita Reisner. Vanita tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know. I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. You know, as you were, as you were talking, I, this, you know, it reminded me of when you were talking about your daughter, mm. it reminded me of this one thing that I write in the it, very, very, Please, end is of it God about knows. the running career that was cut short? No, okay. <laughs> okay. That was good no, one. no, okay. but that was, that was not one of my high moments. <laughs> no, this is, this is what it says in the very end of the book for yeah. so much of my life. Mm. I've just wanted God to do what I want. But I've come to realize the parent who really loves you is mm. not the one who fixes things for you. It's the one who says, I can fix it for you, but I won't. Because that's the parent who knows true comfort and relief is found in the growth. Oh. Sometimes God has fixed things for me. And the times he hasn't, he's in some way mended my heart. Mm. He's always offered me himself. I just... I literally have the chills and I'm in my red power suit and I'm trying not to cry because I'm a power girl right now. But man, I just believe that so much. I believe it because I lived it. I know it. I felt the presence of God. Lisa, I know you have too in your years of submitting and surrendering to him. And I just, oh, with everything in my being, I just pray that there's someone listening that's like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give God a try. I'm going to really submit and surrender. I I want to be a more whole person. I want to be more healed. I want to be more holy. And I don't know what I'm doing. And so, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to submit. Oh, yeah. Lisa, can you pray for it? I don't even know what I want to say. I'm like, can you teach us all day? But also we have to go. Okay. <laughs> Lisa, can you pray for us? Can you maybe speak to the person who just needs to just trust in him? Just trust in yeah. him. Can you do that? Yeah. Please? Yeah, I, I would just say that, you know, trust, I mean, even you saying that word, Tony, mm. trust is hard for me. Mm. Um, trust does not come easy to me. I need you to know that everything we've talked about today, these are hard fought lessons for me. Oh. These don't roll off my tongue. Mm. You know, trusting in God knows, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've just come to believe in my life that there is so much choice here and yet ultimately god is it mm -hmm. and so as you as you go through your life and you say you know i don't have anybody to trust people have broken that i i don't know if this this feels like enough mm -hmm. i get it i get it but i just need you to know that the other option is good vibes 
and a, a lot of just uh, fancy talk and inspirational memes. Yeah. And when I was having night terrors in the middle of the night, none of those were enough. And there will come wow. some day, if it hasn't already happened, that there will be something in your life. It will be a secret struggle that threatens to overtake you. It will be a tragedy that happens in your life. Mm. It will be overwhelm that you want to go swim out in an ocean and swim as far as you can and never swim back. And I've been in those spaces mm. that you will need to know and believe in the deepest part of your gut mm. that God knows. And when those moments happen, I need you to know that it's true yeah. and that it's real and that it is for you and it can settle your soul in a way nothing else can. Mm. So God, I just pray that you would um, be with mm. us God, that you would strengthen our belief and our trust, yes, that we would truly come to the place that we are settled in our spirit that you know. And so that's all that matters. God, in those yeah. places that we want to set the record straight, that it's okay because you know mm -hmm. that in those places that we have just struggles that are silent and secret and we feel like we're struggling alone, yeah. that we're not alone, that you know. God, in all of the ways that we can't make our own life right, I pray that you will, even right now, just remind us that you know and that you have more for us. Yeah. And I thank you for each person listening. And I pray right now mm -hmm. that you will work in them in a powerful way. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, that was that. Okay. Lisa, thank you for being here. Thank I you, know friend. this will bless someone. It blessed me today if this wasn't for Bless you this me. is for me baby okay i got me what too. i came for lisa <laughs> i love you very much i love you you're I'll amazing see you soon. Bye. hey i just want to thank you so much for listening to the still coloring podcast with tony collier i am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics, and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And I'm your host, Tony. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.